Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to introduce our speakers for today. Um, actually, I don't even know. We're going to have a lot of different people speaking. But uh, Joe and Jen are no stranger to our church. I think it was like, I don't know if it was three or four years ago, I think, was the first time Joe came to uh, Life Tree. I, I measured based on where we were. <laughs> so our service at that time was at the Senior Center. So it had to have been somewhere in the three to four year ago window because uh, we were there for two years. And uh, was it three? It was four years ago. Four years ago that uh, Joe came in. And I'd know Joe. We went to uh, college together, Joe and Jen and I, and Carrie and Dre and myself and Kevin and Nikki. We all went to school together. Um, there's a lot of us. It was a great it was a great time. It was the golden years of Valley Forge Christian College. Let me tell you, um, best yeah, it was the best years of their their life. Um, <laughs> so it was it was a great time. Uh, also, Joe uh, grew up uh, with with Carrie. They they and Jen, I'm sorry, Jen and they knew each other from Browns Mills Jersey Girls sticking together. Yeah, Joe's from Florida. He's a Jupiter. He's from another planet. Um, uh, out of this world. There you go. So, uh, but it was, it was, so we knew them. So Joe came and spoke, but something happened that day. Um, it wasn't just a, like we had a lot of, you know, people come in. I've had a lot of friends come in who were, who were in ministry, maybe missionary somewhere. And I knew what Joe and Jen were doing. They were youth pastors here for a while in Jersey. Um, but something happened in, in us that day. It was like, okay, this isn't just another cool ministry that we can partner with and help. This is, there's something more here. There's something we need to really get involved with. And this is something that's, for some reason, God just, there were just like fireworks going off saying there's, and I just, I think it was on, in the spur of the moment, I just said, okay, Joe, we're going we're gonna to do something. We're going to partner with you, seriously. And when he finished, I was like, I just couldn't, just something in my heart. And it's only grown. And now Ability Tree New Jersey is uh, being led up by Natalie and, uh, and her team. And really, Robbinsville is becoming the center point for what Ability Tree is doing in New Jersey. But there's so much more that, that we're going. The T-shirts they just used to have it was Arkansas, uh, and then it was Arkansas and New Jersey. Now it's Arkansas, New Jersey, and Florida. But now they just have to change the shirts again because Texas just joined, and it's just amazing to see all the things that God is doing. But we really believe, and you'll hear a little bit more today uh, at the end. I told Joey he has to he has to ask. Uh, there's something um, that we're going to just put on your radar that we're praying for. But believe that God is doing something really, really significant with Ability Tree right here in our town. That there's, it's not just a, a ministry. That there's something that's integral to our church. That we're going to be missing. That our church is going to be lacking if we don't continue to partner with this ministry and grow and allow uh, them to help us and us to. It, God puts the body together, and there's just something about Ability Tree and our church that we need each other. We're better together. We need each other. And uh, so I'm very excited to have them with us. They're going to share their heart. They're going to give you some updates on camp, talk about what's going on with Ability Tree. And uh, so would you please give a very warm Life Tree welcome to Joe and Jen as they come. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for that introduction. And we go way back. That was the golden years at Valley Forge. And uh, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So um, thank you, Life Tree. It's just, it's awesome to be here. Um, you know, we've, this, is, this is our fourth year here. That looks good. I like that. Good job, guys. Um, I think I'll sit, I'll sit here, but... So this morning we got a we got a lot we want to do, but uh, I just wanted to to welcome um, and introduce myself. My name is Joe Butler, and my wife Jen um, is in the middle there. Stand up, Jen. Oh, she's standing up. All right. And then at the end, my oldest daughter Hannah. Hannah, stand up and wave to everyone. And then Micah is already standing up. That's our middle child. <laughs> You can sit down now, buddy. <laughs> Who do you see back there? Oh, you see Dan back there. Yes. Yes, Mr. Schubert back there. And then our youngest, Clara, is 15. I know my wife doesn't look old enough to have a 15-year-old as her youngest. but um, So 
this is this is our life, and I just I wanted to uh, share with you uh, just briefly our story, and then we're going to um, first of all, actually, I'm I'm going to show you a, a video, uh, day one video from camp, and then tell you sort of our backstory and how we got to where we are today, and then we're going to talk to uh, some people. We've got David Angelotti, one of our campers, who's been uh, attending the Ability Camp for several years. Um, we have the Gerstacker family with us, and Bobby uh, Gerstacker is going to share from a parent's perspective, right? Okay, Jen, talk to you. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh, we had Leanna shared last year, and then um, Ed uh, Honecker is going to share an amazing testimony of what God did in his son's life when he came to Ability Camp three years ago. And I'm going to finish with a, a story of a baptism of one of our campers who is um, visually impaired and nonverbal and uh, got baptized at camp, and then share, like Pastor Dan said, just the vision, the expanded vision for New Jersey. So that's what today looks like. But right now we're going to watch the day one video. wondering that um, it is a lot of fun and that's that's how it is uh, the first the first it, I just love seeing the campers and counselors and support staff when, when the campers first come um, I think Bobby said Lana's already got it on on her calendar for next year so um, we have a, a family that is moving next summer down to Tennessee and uh, their son Josh who's been attending camp for a few years said I'll call you guys. I'll keep in touch. You know, and 
basically saying, I'm not going, I'm not leaving New Jersey. But uh, they, they're, going, they're planning to drive up next summer just so he can go to camp, and, and they're going to hang out with friends uh, from eastern Tennessee. So um, we start off with a, a theme party the first night, and we teach him how to, how to have a healthy party and uh, fun, have healthy fun, and it's just it's amazing. So um, take you back. Almost 18 years, we were at uh, Lighthouse Tabernacle Church, and Carrie Sutherland was the youth pastor. Uh, this was before Andre, <laughs> and God God put it on her heart to go back to school and finish her degree. Well, the uh, interim pastor there at the time, the senior pastor had, had actually passed away. They were in a pastoral search, so the interim pastor asked Jen and I if we would lead the youth in so during that year, God spoke to our heart about vocational ministry, about full-time ministry. And so um, we prayed about it. We sold our house. We followed and went to Valley Forge. And, um, and during that time, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it, it was a big move because we had Hannah, who was almost two, a, a toddler, and then Jen was nine months pregnant. And so we, we moved into family housing December... 22nd of 2000, closed on our house in New Jersey, uh, December um, 27th, and then Micah was born December 29th. So uh, I shared this, I think, before. Jen had the harder part. I just had to move. She had to give birth. And so, uh, we, you know, I started school full-time, just studying pastoral ministry. Didn't really know exactly what God was going to do. And nine months old, Micah was diagnosed with developmental delays, which means, you know, if you're a parent... You, you, you notice your children and how they develop. He wasn't developing like a typical nine-month-old. And so he started early intervention, which every state has for zero to three-year-olds to learn how to walk and talk and use fine and gross motor skills. And so, Micah, there were great services through CHOP and uh, in the King of Prussia area and Exton area. And we were over in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. So therapists would come to our, our apartment on campus. And Jen had the... Mainly, it, it fell on my wife's uh, shoulders to take him to therapy while I was in school. And I got a break. She got to go to therapy with her son. So um, it was difficult juggling a, a, a two-year-old and, and a newborn with special needs. And uh, Clara came later the summer before my senior year. And um, that that year was a lot was going on. So... Micah, in May of 2003, had a seizure at church. And, um, you know, up until then, he was in OT, PT, um, uh, what else is there? Speech therapy, yeah, going, I'm, I'm tired from camp still. So, um, he was receiving physical speech and, and occupational therapy weekly, uh, daily, uh, except for Sundays. And we were doing everything we could for him. You know, they don't when you, when when you have a child that is, is born with special needs, it, it doesn't come. The hospital doesn't give you a manual. Uh, you just love them and you get to know them, just like any other child. I mean, they have they have that book, what to expect when expecting, right? They still you guys still read that if you're a parent. Yeah, it, it's it's all textbook, but it's not real life. Um, so you know, so Micah, um, we we just loved him and got to know him and and did everything we could for him. Um, and then we're at church on a Wednesday night, and he had a seizure, and uh, he didn't come out of it. We had to call the ambulance. He had to go to the hospital by ambulance. Jen rode with him. He almost died in the ambulance and got to the hospital, and they had to sedate him to stop the seizure, and then they transferred him to a children's hospital and did tests and scans, and um, they only let one of us stay, and it was about midnight, and I headed back to, to Valley Forest, our dorm, and Micah was in a, in a hospital crib with, with tubes and monitors, and Jen slept on a cot. And um, I just remember going back to, to Valley Forge thinking, God, what is going on? You know, we, we just sold half our possessions, moved into a cramped apartment on a college campus to pursue your call. Um, why are you allowing this? What's happening? Just very confused because you know, we had been... I'd grown up sort of in, in the faith, but then, then walked away from my faith. And when Jen and I met, we came back to Christ. And we'd been serving God for five years. You know, Hannah was a healthy child. 
We prayed over Micah in the womb. We did everything. You know, we were going to church. We were serving. We were tithing. You know, why, why is this bad thing, you know, happening to us good Christian people? But if you look through the Scriptures, you see, you see uh, Moses struggling with physical disabilities. You see Job struggling. And Job was a righteous man, didn't do anything. And God allowed his family to die. God took everything from him. He went through illnesses, sicknesses. Uh, but then God blessed him even more. Uh, the Apostle Paul, who wrote half of the New Testament, was, was almost stoned to death, was shipwrecked, was bitten by snakes, was you know, persecuted. Uh, Jesus himself died on a cross for our sins and was sinless. You know, if somebody today was executed, we wouldn't say, well, they were a faithful Christian. They were great. We would say, what happened? What was wrong? Why did God allow that? And that's sort of how I felt. Like, God, why are you allowing this, what I looked at as a bad thing to happen in, in our lives? And it took a few, you know, when, when, when I got home that night, I just cried out to God and, and, and God just reminded me from Psalm 27.3 that children are a gift from God. And it doesn't say healthy children are a gift from God, it just says children are a gift from God. And uh, Psalm 139, you know, when, when, when we met with the neurologist a couple of days later and they tried to explain to us what they thought was going on and they thought Micah lost oxygen in the womb and uh, caused some brain damage and some abnormalities in his brain and, and they weren't sure what he was going to be like if he'd walk or, or talk in complete sentences or how independent he would be. Um, you know, went back to the Word of God and, and Psalm 139 says, God knew us before He formed us in our mother's womb. And so God knew Micah even before He created him in, in Jen's womb. So He knew and, and what was going to happen in the womb, he, and He allowed it for, for His glory. Uh, John 9.1 9, talks about a man born blind, and, and the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents? And, and Jesus said, neither. It was, it was for the glory of God. And, um, you know, it wasn't just like, okay, God, this is cool. You know, it's for your glory. Yay. You know, life is great. It was, it was still difficult. You know, we were still concerned um, that Micah would have another seizure. We weren't sure. He, he wasn't walking at the time. He didn't walk to his four. Uh, he was really just saying a few words. And, uh, but God has done miracles in his life over the last 17 plus years. And um, he was seizure free for 14 years. Uh, up until this past December, he had one in December, one in January, and some other uh, episodes. Um, but God directed us to some specialists, and uh, we got some help for him. And, and he hasn't had a seizure since January, praise God. And um, God, God just birthed this vision in us after pastoring, like Pastor Dan said, uh, youth pastoring for about five years, to, that he was calling us to come alongside other families like our own that were impacted by disability, and so uh, he birthed the vision of Ability Tree, and we founded Ability Tree in 2010 uh, to provide uh, recreation, education, support, and training for families impacted by disability. And so this is our, our full-time job uh, we do, and um, you know we are uh, U.S. missionaries through the Assemblies of God. Uh, we are also a 501c3 incorporation, so um, we we love what we get to do and. and that's just a, a little recap of um, our story, how we got where we are. So um, camp, that's, that's 10 years plus in the making. That's not overnight. And, and we're just blessed to have the teams that we have to run camp, the, the rec teams, the support teams, um, the, the team here, Natalie and, and Shannon and, and support of Pastor Dan and um, the, the campers and counselors that uh, make camp happen and my wife that does all the processing and um, I just show up and everything goes good I just do what they tell me to do so um, but I want to I want to call up my friend uh, David Angelotti right now and come on up David come on this side man you, you're welcome to we can just have a seat but um, David uh, thank you for being here and uh, David, um, I just asked David to be here and share from his perspective how the Ability Camp has impacted his life. And so, um, David, how, how long have you been coming to camp? 
I've been coming to camp probably for nine years. Nine years, all right. Um, it's touched my life very much. Um, a couple of years ago, um, my brother passed away, and um, I stopped believing in God because I thought he took my brother. Why? Why did he take him for? And I didn't understand why. And um, I go to another church in Mefford, um Fellowship Alliance in Mefford, and um, they told me why God took Daniel. And I says, but still, he's my brother. I, I love him so much, and but there's no point for him to go. And um, it just touched me very heartful of finding out why Jesus took him. And Jesus told me, and the pastor told me that the reason he took him because he had a place for him. And then a couple years later, I'm actually a fire police officer in Mefford Township, New Jersey. Um, I love it. They love me. Um, there was a storm that came by Sandy um, that year, and I was directing traffic, and I was actually hit by a car. And um, I thought I tripped on something, and I fell but I didn't. Um, but when that happened, I saw the light, and I saw Jesus, and I saw Daniel. And they said that, um, don't give up. Don't, don't give up what you have been put here on this earth. And I put here on this earth for a purpose like everybody else is. And that, that year, I thought I was going to be crippled, dead, or in a wheelchair. And I gave back my life to God when I saw the, the ability tree and Joe and Jen knew my, knew my problem and knew what was going on in my life and they supported me and my family and it's just been a blessing of having the butlers um, in this group of people that have ability tree because without them we wouldn't even have this camp so we're just grateful that they're here. Thank so, you, David. Um, it's just it's just a blessing. It really is. Thank you, David. Did 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 um, I know you prepared to say a few things yes, today? Yes, I did. Um, just share your heart. Share the impact that campus had on you and uh, the relationships with others. The just the experience at camp, the the messages, uh, the word of God, and and um, share what you you have. What's impacted you? Hi, my name is David Angelotti. I'm 35 years old. I work at the Pop Shop in Mefford, New Jersey. I'm a Mefford police, fire police officer in Mefford Township. I go to two different kinds of churches. <laughs> I knew Jen and Joe for a very long time when the kids were very young. Because my life is going good in camp, and I am... Relax with my friends. I point, my plan is at camp is playing volleyball, kickball, fishing, and swimming. I also am thankful about God in my life. I I just I just thank God. It it, it really it, it really is a blessing. Um I know I have these cards up here and my mom helped me with them, but it's it's just I think being here with the butlers and being here at this church is amazing because like Joe said, it's 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 a it's a blessing to have sponsorships and it's just it's just an amazing group. And I just hope that more people can come and know Jesus the way that you guys want us to come. Because, like you said, it's a race and we're here to win. And and we're not here to give up. And like I said during camp, if you see someone down, bring them back up. Because that's what this is. It's, it's, it really is. It's about the race. So um, I just hope that we have more people come out to camp. Because without the camp, there's nothing. So, thank you, David, for sharing.
everybody. You did great. Thanks for sharing from your heart, David. You know, we um, we talk uh, we talk a lot about just how camp is and and how if church was like camp. <laughs> um, so, sort of give a little glimpse of next year. We're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna do camp. Sunday morning here. Um, we're going to bring our, our worship team. We're going to we're going to bring our speakers. We're going to have as many campers they can gather here, and you're going to see what church is like uninhibited. <laughs> nobody nobody cares. Um, sometimes people are playing air guitar. You know, there's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of clapping. There's a lot of people at the altars. Um, there there might be a, a, a train you know starting. Um, but everybody's singing and clapping and dancing and people that aren't even inclined to do that, it's pretty cool because we have, um, Natalie I think even jumps and dances at camp, yeah. And a guy back from our church in Arkansas, he's like, we got it on video and his wife's like, what? No way. So, um, but you don't feel, you don't feel like anybody's looking at you or anybody's judging you. So I think that's why there's just such a freedom in worship and uh Spiritual gifts operate through the campers, counselors, not just the speakers. So it, it's incredible. Um, Bobby Gerstacker, would you come on up? <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Last year, uh, we had your daughter, Lana, share a little bit. Um, we wanted to call up a, a camper, a, a parent of... Um, of a camper, and just um, let you share the impact, not not just that camp has on them, but throughout the year, and, and as a parent, uh, what does it mean to you? Ability Tree means so much to me. Um, it's an answer to prayer. Um, all through the year, through this past week, now at this service, um, I think it was before 2010, maybe when you were thinking of it. Yeah. I was thinking after some years of we can't and we can't go there and we can't do this and this won't work. I remember sitting in front at my desk and saying, God, can't my girl go to camp? Because mm. I loved camp when I was young mm. and for many reasons. Um, but I said, can we do that? And so I found a camp. Uh, for people with special needs in New England, and we went, and it was okay. It was, you know, it was okay. Um, and then somebody there said, we have a camp in another state, and it's a, um, a camp where we worship God, and all of this is included. And I said, well, that sounds good. So we went there, but they didn't have anyone with special needs except for Leanna, but they mm-hmm. did wonderfully. So it was very good. And then after that, um, I ran into somebody who told me about Campability Tree. Hmm. And I said, this is too good. This is really good. God is so good. And Leanna went, and it was, it was just so smooth and easy for her. The first two were kind of little herky-jerky, don't know about it. And, and this one, she just fit right in. And that, from my heart, you can't imagine what that did. That was the answer to my prayer. And um, I can't say I prayed with great faith. That was just sort of a doubting question, can't we? And God is very good. So um, over the years, Liana going to camp and looking forward to this all through the year and strengthening her faith, which strengthens our faith. We're a little family. We have three of us. So we really notice um, what's happening with each other. And Liana... Um, before the years of Vimeos, uh, and, and with, she doesn't speak with a lot of words, but I got this visual picture of what was going on, the joy, the prayer, the fellowship, the love, the joy, <laughs> lots of joy all wrapped up, and, and doing things and being able to do things with other people and, and belonging. And it was just right. And so from a girl, a few words, I got these pictures. And then I started seeing these videos. And I said, yeah, that's about what I was hearing. That's, that's, that's what it looks like in her mind. And that's what she was telling me. And how encouraging is that? 
um, so encouraging for us, for our family, for her. Um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, you said one thing: belonging. And um, you know, it's it's it, there's there's campers, there's counselors, there's roles at camp. But it's really we're all. And we played a video in in the training the day before. We have uh, our counselors and support staff come up Sunday evening. We do some team building, and then we do a training Monday morning. And the video talked about uh, it's a. a a friend of mine who's a professor, and um, and he's been working in special education field for in, in special needs ministry for over 20 years, and educator for longer than that. But uh, he said we're all on instead of giving somebody a number, you know, like an IQ test or something like that. Why don't we just you know say, well, this person uh, is we're all on a support scale. And we all need different levels of support because all of us need support in some way or another. And so um, that's how we look at it. You know, some of our campers need more support than others and some need little support and some probably need less support than some of us, you know, even without special needs. And, and so it, it is they 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 come and it's not um, that they're really a camper They're They're there. It's for them. Camp is for them. So they belong there, and they. I'm so glad that you know Lana feels like she belongs at camp, and I'm sure David does too. And and uh, it's just an incredible time. So um, I want to call up Ed Honecker. Um, yeah, give it up for Ed. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Ed uh, Ed's story is is one of my favorites. Ed and his son Ray um, just amazes me how God orchestrates things every year and who he brings and, and how he operates through um, each individual at camp, not just through the counselors, but through the campers. And so, Ed, would you share your story sure. about camp? Um, this was actually uh, my son Ray and I's yeah. uh, third year at Ability Tree. Ray's the one in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you think, when you watch the videos and, and, and you see all the campers having a great time and, and praising God, you, you, you would think, wow, what a great place for, for people with, with special needs. And, and you'd be right. Um, but I'd like to share with you a little bit of, of my family's testimony uh, and, and hope that you see that everyone who gets involved in this ministry uh, gets touched by it. Um, but I have to warn you first, this is the first time I'm giving this testimony in public. And I did a few dry runs in the bathroom. And I, yeah, I turned into a <laughs> big blubbering pile of mush, so I can't guarantee you that won't happen again. Um, but here it is. So I wish I, wish I, I wish I could tell you that, you know, uh, I signed up for Ability Tree out of, uh, you know, a great desire to do God's work or a great calling for for people with disabilities, but that wouldn't be honest. Uh, uh, the truth is that I was I was desperate. I was desperate to find something that would would change the course of my son's life. Um, so you know, in high school, Ray was uh, he was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. You know, he enjoyed music, he enjoyed sports, he seemed to have a lot of friends. Uh, but then he went off to college, and and something happened. He just felt out of place. He felt aimless. Uh, he became very withdrawn, withdrawn, depressed. He became a loner. Um, he started to suffer from really severe headaches. Um, he dropped out of college. Uh, after a while, he did go back and, and struggled to finish his degree, but, but life didn't get any easier for him after college. Uh, he drifted between drop jobs. He lost track of all his friends. Uh, and in the, his own words, in his testimony that he gave last year, he said, you know, he had no love in his heart for anyone. Wow. Um, his mom and I tried to get him involved in a church, but uh, he wasn't interested. Then um, one Sunday at church, I, I saw an announcement in our uh, bulletin for Ability Tree, 
and we always have missions announcements in the bill, in, in the bulletin, but something just kind of jumped off the page at me and said, check this one out. I'm uh, pretty sure that was God making that. Um, so I went to the information meeting, and I met Joe, uh, and I was just so impressed by his message and, and his ministry. Um, and so I went home, and I... I asked Ray if he would if he would come with me for a week at Ability Tree, and he wasn't all that excited about it, but it got him out of a job that he hated for a week, so he said <laughs> okay. Um, so off we went, and uh, not really knowing what to expect, and not really knowing if we were up to it, um, but it, it didn't take us long to realize that this was a, a pretty special place. Uh, our first night at camp, Sunday night. Uh, it was just the counselors, and as Joe said, we did some team building. We got some training on how to deal with people with special needs. We got to know our fellow counselors before the campers arrived, uh, and we prayed, and we, we spent time getting our hearts right to, to focus on the campers because, as Joe made clear, he said, this week is about them. And so it, it, it changed our hearts from looking inward to looking to serve. Uh, and then the campers showed up on, on Monday with all of their disabilities and their unique abilities and their likes and their dislikes, uh, and in some cases their relationship history, drama. Uh, but most importantly, they came with, with an incredible love for God and an incredible passion for worship. Uh, we had our first worship service that evening, and it was just amazing. As soon as the first note of the worship team hit, they, they just kind of rushed the altar and started dancing and singing and got their hands up in the air. Uh, and by the end of that service, everything I thought I knew about people with disabilities was out the window. Uh, and, you know, my son and I, we, 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 we laughed, we cried, we gave more high fives and hugs than I can count. And, uh, and I started to see a, a little a smile on my son's face and a light in his eyes that I hadn't seen for many years. And the next day was even better, you know, as we got to know the campers and the counselors and their personal stories. We shared meals. We shared some great activities. Uh, we shared morning and evening services. And in all things that we did, you know, Christ was in the center of them. Um, so that night as we're getting ready for bed, uh, I asked my son, I said, what, what do you think about all this? And I'll never forget his answer. He said, Dad, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Hmm. And then on Wednesday, we met Lance. There's Lance in the middle. Um, Lance has severe cerebral palsy, uh, essentially has no movement uh, other than he can speak, although very softly, very slowly, and he can smile. Uh, but his mind is sharp, and he is, he is an incredible man of God. Uh, I actually met Lance in the swimming pool. His counselors had brought him there, and they had lowered him into the water. And the other counselors, including myself, we would take turns holding him and just floating him in the water. And as I held him, we started, we started talking. It was difficult at first, but uh, I learned to be patient and to, to let him finish his thoughts. And, and I also learned that he had, he had a lot to share. And then Ray came over, and he helped for a while, and he also talked to Lance. And when Ray left to go help someone else, Lance asked me, who was that? And I said, that, that was my son, Ray. And Lance said to me, that boy is on fire for God. And uh, as my knees went weak and my eyes filled up, I said, thank you. I needed to hear that. And Lance said, God told me you needed to hear that. Mm. <laughs> and that night, in the evening service, in the midst of all that beautiful, crazy praise and worship, my son gave his heart to Jesus. And Lance was there to see it. Probably uh, most amazing, no, not probably, it was the most amazing night of my life. You know, sometimes when you, you ask God for something, he, he says yes, and sometimes he says no, and sometimes he says not yet. 
And it's all for our good. But sometimes when you ask, God says, here it is, my child, you know, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Today, Ray attends church service every week. He tithes. He's one of the leaders in our youth ministry. This year, he was baptized and gave his public testimony. The only reason he's not here today with me today to tell his own story is because he's playing the drums for our worship team back home, and it was too late to find a substitute. Believe me when I tell you, he really wanted to be here. But he will be with me next year at Ability Train. Uh, and probably every year after that until you <laughs> tell us to stop coming. <laughs> Thank you, man. Be great. I can, can see why I wanted him to share that story. Incredible. Did a great job. Um, Ed didn't mention the last last two years. You guys have been um, Lance's counselor. They requested to to be with Lance the last two years, and um, he requests Lance requested them too. So you'd, you'd see a picture. Normally, you'd see a picture like this, and you'd think, you know, that the two able-bodied men on the right are helping this poor disabled man in a wheelchair. But um, God spoke prophetically through Lance in the pool that day. He said, your son's on fire for God. That was before, before Ray came to know Christ that night. But the Holy Spirit was working on him. And um, there, there's not, there, you know, we're all equals at camp. And um, I love how you told the story. And that just, you know, to be a part of that, you know, for, for it's just... I mean, my life, that, that I don't really need to complete anything else in my life. You know, that's, if that's the greatest thing and that, that God allows me to be a part of or our ministry to be a part of, then I'm, I'm content with, with that. But um, I know there's so much more in, in, um, that God wants to do. And I just want to sort of wrap this up with a story from one of our new campers, Joey. Um, Joey is... Um, He's in the middle there. Uh, Joey was baptized this year, but let me tell you how it happened. First time camper, heard about it through a friend um, who has served at the Ability Camp. And Joey's application, there's a note on the front by his mother. Thank you for considering my son's application. Please let me know if there's anything else you need from me. Um, they weren't sure that Joey could come. He's only been away one other time. To camp, and they said he did okay, but he's 23 years old. He lives at home. He has um, sisters and, and parents, and Joey's um, visually impaired, uh, pretty much blind, and uh, nonverbal. He makes some sounds, but uh, it's, it's difficult to understand. There's a couple times during the week that we understood, we think we understood a few things. Um, Natalie worked with him along with. Uh, his his main counselor Kevin, and um, when the parents dropped him off, they're like, "We we don't know how he's going to do. We don't know if, how long he's going to sleep. He normally sleeps five to six hours a night." Um, they brought a pool with him, a little baby pool, um, and he likes to sit in that because he knows his feet touch the end. He knows where he is, and he's got some toys that he plays with, and he sort of just was rocking back and forth. Um, and we were like, all right, we're going to give this a shot, you know, and see what happens. And, um, you know, we, we pretty much, um, that, that first day, he got in the swimming pool, went to service that night, and he sat in the back of, of service the first night uh, with, with Kevin and Natalie. And that night, he went to bed about 11, and they had to wake him up in the morning around 8.30. So he slept nine and a half hours. <laughs> So Kevin, his counselor, his concern was, am I going to get sleep, you know, this week? Well, he got plenty of sleep. Um, the next day, you know, went swimming, went to breakfast, went to, you know, lunch, dinner, chapel. And was it the beginning of worship or the end of worship? Towards the end of worship, he literally pulled, dragged Natalie down to the front and uh, just sat down and 
didn't they didn't have to touch him. They didn't have to, you know, he didn't get up. He just sat there um, and listened. He wasn't really rocking. He was just sitting up and listened to the message that night. And then um, just Wednesday, Thursday, he just would go straight to the front uh, during worship. Uh, the one day he went up, David sits in the front and he sat he just he put his head on David's shoulder, and David would talk to him, and and Joey would would say some words that you couldn't understand, but then he would stop, and then David would say something, and Joey would would say some more, and so from a distance, Natalie shared, you know, you would think they were just having a conversation, and uh, but we just saw how. Joey felt loved and Joey responded. We really believed to the, the gospel and the presence of God. And we weren't quite sure what God was doing in his life, but we knew God was doing something. And that if he could tell us, that it would be something pretty amazing. And so his parents actually got a hold of Natalie on Thursday and said, we're coming to pick him up at 2 or 3 today. And she tried everything she in her power to, to get them to wait until Friday to come, but they ended up coming Thursday. They stayed in Lancaster. I don't think they thought he was going to make it through the whole week um, and do so well. But that Thursday was when we did baptisms, and they asked if Joey could get baptized. And I talked to Pastor Jermel, and I, you know, they asked what do you, you know, Natalie said, what do you think about that? And I talked to Pastor Jermel, and I just said, you know, uh, it's a public confession of faith. It's a symbolism of, of dying uh, to your sins and being alive in Christ. And, and we saw a change in Joey's life this week. And, and so I, I prayed with him. I, I said the sinner's prayer with him. And I said, Joey, I believe that if you could verbally express, you would say that you believe in Jesus and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior and you want to publicly confess that today. And so... <clears throat> We baptized him, and uh, he had, I took his toy, he has like a rattle that he just, he shakes a lot, and uh, I took that out of his hand before, and I grabbed his hand, and he grabbed my left hand, and I uh, just had his head up, and he was, normally he was bent over the first part of the week, he was upright, and uh, we baptized him, I covered his nose, and he came up, and I said, Joey, his other fist was clenched, I said, Joey, you just got baptized, give me a high five, and he did he did that about six, seven times. So I believe he comprehended what happened, even though he couldn't tell us. But um, just incredible uh, experience to be a part of. And, um, you know, you got to come to camp to really understand and, and see um, what it is. But, pardon me, um, I just want to share before we close with our last video, real quick, um, our vision for New Jersey. Um, you know, we've been going to Refreshing Mountain Retreat and Adventure Center for nine years, ten years now. You know, we um, God has given us a, a vision for year-round um, for our own campground. Um, there's some land that happens to be in Robbinsville. It's about ten minutes from here that we've looked at a couple times. It's been for sale now three years, I guess. Um, it's got a four-bedroom custom house, like 2,500 square feet. It's got a it's got a work area. It's got. It used to have a donkey. The donkey passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but it's got a little fenced area for a barnyard. It's got a fishing lake with the dock and stocked fish. And it's about 26 acres and just a little over $800,000, which is nothing for God to do. Um, but we don't have that money right now. But our, our vision for that land is, or for land in New Jersey uh, for our own campground is to have multiple weeks of camp because we are pretty much at capacity in the, at the campground we're at right now. We love it. It's beautiful, but it's on the side of a hill. And uh, that's difficult for those with physical disabilities. You know, Ed and Ray, were, were, um, and they were up in the lodge because there weren't accessible rooms down in the cabins and they had to go up, up and down a hill every day multiple times. Um, you know, just what we do at camp, it's once a year, and, and campers, counselors, they look, they, they put it on their calendar the minute they get home, and, and we don't want them to have to wait a year for another week of camp, and, 
And so having, uh, we want to have monthly worship gatherings that we can, we can welcome pastors and churches and people with and without special needs to come and, and just experience how we worship God in a, in a, in a uh, uninhibited environment. Um, we want to, um, you know, um, have daily and weekly activities for children, teens, and adults with special needs to provide respite for families, to provide a temporary rest for families. Uh, inclusive sports leagues, you know, art programs, um, and and also we we see this this uh, activity center, this campground being a training center for uh, special needs training center for churches throughout New Jersey to learn how to interact with with individuals with special needs and take that back to their church to help make their church more inclusive and their community more inclusive and and so. Um, that's our that's our vision, and today uh, I just want to prayerfully uh, ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. If you're interested, if you know someone that's interested, say, "Hey, I've got 50 acres of land. Great, we would love it. Um, we can build a camp on that 50 acres of land." Um, you know, if your business, if you, if you think your business would be interested, if you're visiting and you think your church would be interested in partnering with us, please reach out to me by phone or email or talk to me after the service. Um, if you'd like to write a check for us to purchase the campground today, you can do that. We will accept that. And we'll give you tax credit for that too. Um, but seriously, uh, we believe God is going to do it and God is going to provide it. You know, We want it to be today. It might be tomorrow. It might be next week. It might be next year. But um, we're not giving up on, on the vision of what God is going to do. We know God's in it. We know this is our, this is our, my family and I, it's just been, this is our, our lifetime. Uh, this is our calling. There's no plan B. Um, I've loved seeing, um, you know, Micah is the, the reason we founded Ability Tree. God used Micah to, to launch this, to plant Ability Tree. But to see our oldest daughter, Hannah, she's served in different capacities, um, she is an incredible, gifted photographer, and a lot of her photography is in the videos. But she also was on the worship team this year and did fabulous. Clara was leading, uh, doing the, the um, what's that called? The media. Yes, media. Thank you. I'm, I'm not really a techie. I just have an iPhone. But um, So she did all the media, and they serve and they love being there and they've grown up. I mean, she's, this is her 11th year at, at camp. So uh, it, it really is a family um, and the family keeps growing. So um, everybody who, who was at camp or any family members, can you guys stand up? I know we have the stones in right there, Riley and yeah, and Shannon. Stand on up guys, stand on up. Yeah. So and my whole family. Yeah. So we have a good crew here. Um, thank you guys for serving and, we just want to close, I'm going to, after the video, Pastor Dan's going to come up, but we just want to close with a, a recap. This is um, a video that uh, Matt Kalapooch, who's um, prepared for us, and I uh, just want to close on this. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's a joy to be here. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreescc.com.